Raise your hand if you like saving a few bucks. If you do love saving money, join me, Susan Hogan, on News 4 at 5. Our NBC4 Response Unit is protecting you from scams, rip-offs, and dangerous products. We've already recovered more than a million dollars. Jim Hanley here. Susan's got your wallet covered. Wendy Rieger and I will get you up to speed. Staying on top of constantly changing headlines and what they mean for you. And Storm Team Force always keeping you ahead of weather changes. Join me, Doug Kammerer, and the rest of us on News 4 at 5, working for you. To Wilford Watch's Progress, a Patreon exclusive chat uh, only here on the Patreon. Uh, if you are hearing this later in time, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Wilford Watches. Um, we have just gotten our 10th patron today, and I'm super excited about that. Very, very fortunate, very blessed. Um, so we have lots of really fun things coming up. Today we're going to talk about Progress Chapter 82. Um, it was the uh, unboxing live. So if you're getting into Progress, if you're still new, uh, basically every year around Christmas time, around Boxing Day, they have a uh, an event where nobody knows what the card is, nobody knows what matches are, nobody knows what talents there, and it's completely unknown. Until it happens. Um, so this year it was Chapter 82 Unboxing Live, Duke La Praga Way Kit, which is a very British term referring to a, a football song. Um, but yeah, so today we have a very, very cool guest of mine, a friend of mine, and he is uh, going to school in Wales. He, he lives in England. Uh, he's a very smart chap, big fan of wrestling. He's been to Riptide. He's been to Progress before, and he has been. He was at the show we're going to talk about today, Chapter Eighty Two, at the uh, Ballroom uh, in Camden. Uh, Archie, welcome to the show, brother. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, looking forward to recapping probably one of my favorite shows of 2018. I had a great time seeing this live. Great time recapping it. So yeah, gonna have fun talking about it. <laughs> Dude, it was a really, really fun, exciting show. Um, I was shocked to hear a couple of names that showed up, and we'll get through all that. So um, here we go, guys. Progress is up to Chapter 82. It's very inexpensive online. You can watch it everywhere. So if, you, if you've been wanting to get into if you're a fan of NXT UK, if you're a fan of the dudes that are coming through from Progress and from, Brit from Britain and UK... Uh, progress is probably your first place you should take a look at because this is really where some of the best talent is making their names for themselves. Uh, so we're going to get through chapter two and we'll start doing these more regularly. Once the new shows come out, I may have Archie, I may have Luke on, I may have another guest on, I don't know. Um, but we'll be doing more progress reviews in 2019. Um, very excited for it. So we got started with the first match. We had no idea who was going to be there. Uh, Archie, you were up in the balcony for this, and we got Trent Seven 
Trent Seven is the Atlas champion. Of course, you know Trent Seven from NXT UK, British Strong Style. And he has the Atlas title, which is kind of like the big boy kind of never open weight title. Um, similar to that. Archie, uh, how did you feel when you saw Trent Seven? Were you excited? Were you pumped up for that? I was super stoked to see him, man. Like, it, it, what a great way to open the show. You know, we had Jim hyping the crowd up. And then straight in, we got Trent Seven's open challenge for the Atlas Championship. We're all super stoked to see who it was. And man, were we excited when he came through the curtain. <laughs> Dude, the, 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 the sound that came through my speakers was just crazy. Um, so his, his challenger was Federales Super Santos Jr. He is this, he is a, <laughs> it's hard to describe him, but he's part of the No Fun, uh, he's part of a, t- a team with No Fun Done. Um, he is a really, really big dude. And I'm not talking like Ishii or Trent Seven. I'm talking Yokozuna big, <laughs> almost. He's a big lad, yeah. He is a big Welsh, I think Welsh lad underneath yeah. all that. The rumor, rumors. And yeah. uh, this is a match that a lot of Progress fans have always wanted to see. Federales uh, came out and the place erupted. Um, you were there, man. How big of that pop was that? Tell us about oh, it, that. It, it was ecstatic. I think, like you said, yeah, lots of people have been hoping for Santos to get a shot. Not just at the Atlas Championship, but to see him thrive as a singles competitor yeah. as well. And seeing him walk for that curtain, I think a lot of people's... Um, that made the show for him, I bet. A lot of people were super stoked to see him. And... I'm sure you can attest to it as well, or haven't watched it as well. He delivered absolutely, but he put on a, a clinic okay. with Trent Seven. Yeah, so we get into the match, and we get... Um, we <laughs> There's so many things I want to talk about. So we get <laughs> Jim Smallman, of course, part uh, one of the co-owners of, of Progress. He is the ring announcer. He gets everybody hyped, uh, and he does the ring announcing. He does the intro in Spanish... Which uh, even Fadarales nearly—he literally fell on his bottom when he heard that, and <laughs> he did his intro in Spanish, which was hilarious. Um, the match got underway, and if you've seen a photo of Federales, he is a very, very big dude, but he can go. And we saw some of the <laughs> coolest moves I've ever seen. We saw an early cartwheel in the action. <laughs> And Trent looks like his mind exploded temporarily. Um, we got some Lucha, Lucha Santos, Lucha Federales uh, chants going. Um, he's a he's a big lad, but yeah, don't underestimate his ability. He can go, you know. He's he's got those Lucha skills to boot as well. <laughs> yeah, he okay. So so Trent tried to do an atomic knee drop at one point. Um, that was useless. Uh, <laughs> um, then. We got to the really the spot of the match, which was I, I really was worried about your safety, dude. Like, um, oh, no. <laughs> I think you know what's coming, man. I was scared. I think because, I did. Yeah. So Federales, how do I say this lightly? He pulled out a a what seemed to be a gun. Um, with no this, fun, the no fun gun. No fun. No fun gun. It, the gun kind of looked like his hands. It kind of looked like his fingers, like a finger gun. But I don't yeah. know. We don't really know how dangerous it could be. Um, but but uh, he, he pulled the gun out. And he was going to have to utilize that. Now, this is more controversial in my eyes than any tampon 
Joey Ryan spot. <laughs> I mean, he's using a finger gun, which we don't know if it was loaded or not. I mean, nobody knows. This is real life. Um, and and so they they um, they 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 go back and forth. Trent somehow. Okay, so they they the referee. I think it was the referee tried to get the ref. Yeah, he disarms him by kicking the gun up in the air, and there's sort of like in a mini standoff waiting for it to land. <laughs> And it lands in Trent's hands. Yes. Um, do. Trent Seven. Um, the the disarm movement by the ref was, failed, um, and Trent Seven now has it. And Trent, that beautiful bastard, is throwing the the gun all around. He's pointing it all over, and uh, seven hundred fans are ducking and swooping to stay out of the way. It's an. I was cracking up watching this. Lots of fun. He even pointed it towards you, man. I was scared. Um, I mean, I've seen a lot of things at wrestling <laughs> shows, but if you told me that you would duck a gun from Trent Seven, I I don't think I would have believe you at all. I think you'd be mad. But here we are. Yeah, I you know I don't think I've laughed harder during a segment. It was such fun just watching this thing play out. I had no idea what was going on, but I was loving it. Um, a little bit later, Trent Seven. Actually, I mean, this is it, it was a, it, an extremely good wrestling match, guys. Um, uh, you know, fun aside, it was it was one of the most enjoyable matches I've seen so far in this very early year of British wrestling. Um, Seven hit a dragon suplex on a four hundred and what twenty pound guy. Um, mm-hmm. We saw a top rope splash. We saw a superplex, which I really thought Trent Seven was going to superplex him off into the ring and then the ring was going to break like I, it did I, shake you could see it shaking as he as they collided with the canvas i was scared as well oh my gosh when they were up there 420 50 pounds whatever uh, was going to be crashing down from the top rope i was terrified um i think it might have registered on the earthquake scale we'll have to look <laughs> back it was it was maddening um and then trent got the upper hand finally uh, he hit a pile driver, which was really ugly, um, and then he got up and got a second pile driver, and it was dirty. If you've ever seen a, I don't know if you've seen a 450 pound guy take a pile driver very often, um, but when I read the spoilers, I said, "How in the hell did he pick him up?" But he did. Trent Seven is a big, strong, big, strong man, um, and he got the win. Trent Seven's still the champion, but my gosh, Federales was the star of that match. And I am really hoping to see him more in progress this year because uh, he's so much fun, man. Absolutely, yeah. Like you said, it's absolutely fantastic opening match. It was fun in places. It was great wrestling in places. And I reckon this is going to be the start now of a great year for um, Santosh Jr. I reckon he's going to be going places with this. So much fun, man. I mean, like we've seen guys like in 2018 like Keith Lee – uh, Dijak, we've seen some big dudes, uh, mm. you know, Walter gets signed, and they do extraordinary things. There are no limits, man, to size, color, um, weights, genders. No, there's no boundaries, man. Absolutely not. It's, no, if you, if you can perform, that's all that matters. And Santos is a great example of that. He may look big, but man, he can go in a ring, and I'm glad I could see that firsthand. <sighs> It was an amazing match. Please check it out. Trent Seven versus Federalis Jr. Um, so we go into the second match, and we get a lot of introductions. 
Um, we get uh, Chris Ridgeway coming out. We get Jody Fleisch, uh, a legend, a uh, 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 all-around guy. I don't know what you call it in, in the UK, but he's kind of um, he's kind of like a squad guy. He's always kind of around the scene, but never really the yeah, guy. He's sort of- one of those guys who sort of <clears throat> bends into the background, but he's always at shows. Like, and this was his—I believe this was his progress debut as well today. Yeah, and he's—I think he's up in his like late thirties or even early forties. Mm-hmm. He's uh, ex- <laughs> that eight pack that he has is just sick. Um, he, oh man, he is ripped. <laughs> he is—he flies like nobody's business. Um, so we get Jody Fleisch into it. Um, Mark Haskins comes out with Vicky Haskins. Um, what seems to be their last show at Progress because, of course, Mark Haskins has publicly said he's heading to Ring of Honor next. Uh, we get Iria, which I can never pronounce correctly. Uh, we get Travis Banks and Spike Trevay. Spike is... Um, I'm going to go ahead and admit it, man. He's he's one of my favorite guys. I, 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 I love to joke with him on, online. I try to get him to engage, um, but he's... He's so good, man. Um, oh, he is. Yeah, I love gosh. him. Um, having been introduced to him at a Riptide Brighton Championship Tournament, like for it, and just even seeing him just on that one night, I fell in love with him. Like he's an absolutely fantastic heel. You know, he's he's just great. Like just he just oozes out, just yeah, snobbery. Uh, <laughs> uh, if if you don't know who Spike Trevay is, you would. I would say it's similar in ways to like an MGF, uh, MJF. Um, yeah, that's good. That's a good um, comparison, actually. I, yeah, it's similar, but but uh, Spike Trevay is more of like uh, you know Pinky's up. Uh, he's like born into royalty kind of thing and very posh. Yeah. So it's it's similar to MJF. So if you like what MJF's doing, Spike Trevay is really carving his own path over in the UK. Uh, but anyways, we get a wild uh, six man crazy fest i don't know what it was just crazy um we got to see a little bit more of the japanese beast mode go at it he's outside of the ring things are happening all over the place he's launches haskins at one point and banks outside into like the second or third row uh i don't know have you seen that back on the replay because it was extraordinary camera work I did, yeah. Um, it's almost like you don't. He just comes out of nowhere and hurls <laughs> these guys into the second and third row. Even I was thinking back at it as well. Even live as well, we didn't see him coming. We just saw this huge hulking figure smash into Haskins, and Haskins go flying into the second and third row. Um, yeah, absolutely brutal. And then he does that sent on as well. Yes, he cannonballs into the second row. It, yeah. Um, wild stuff. He's he's really fun. I'm really glad that he's come over uh to do some stuff with progress. Even if he doesn't win, it it's super fun to see him in there. Um, we get to see a little bit between Chris Riddy and Travis Bank or Chris Ridgeway and Travis Banks go at it in the ring. There's some kicking violently back and forth. Very British strong style. Um, there's more slaps and kicks. Uh, we get to a point in the in the middle of the ring where uh, everything kind of pauses. Spike Trevay has an opportunity, and I can't wait to hear what you say. He has an opportunity to really like hit a big suicide dive, right? Um, but because Spike Trevay is rich, he's posh, he's got the money, um, he, what he does is he gets the, the young uh, dojo trainees, Progress Academy trainees who are at ringside, and he begins to pay them off in a way. 
what he does is he he hands a, I think a tenor over and yeah, uh, about ten. Uh, it's nothing to Spike Trevay at this point. It's just it's just, <laughs> it's just money. Yeah. So he he tries to pay off the young boys and they hit the suicide dive. Of course it fails. Um, but he goes to reach one of them. Then at one point he gets the last three guys. Um, I think it was the Ojmo. Uh, um, I was going to say on my notes for this match, I just got OJMO dies on a suicide dive. <laughs> so the first couple of young guys are going in there. And Iria like catches him, right? And just dispatches him and says, okay, move on. But then the OJMO, he he goes and he like does this Superman dive to the outside and just throws his life on the line and lands hard. And everybody's kind of like laughing in a way. Yeah, there was like a moment where everyone was like really concerned for him. Like that's a, a split second where everyone's like, ooh, and then it quickly turns to laughter. <laughs> And so, so then, so then a few guys are still out there. Spike Gervais is still like, okay, what do I do? So he gets the other two or three guys left, and uh, he says, uh, "Fuck it, PayPal," because <laughs> he's out of tenors. <laughs> so he's paying off the young boys, and I completely cracked up at that. Um, we get more into it. Things start happening. <clears throat> pile driver to Haskins. Um, oh, there was a moment. The beast mode hit a pile driver on Mark Haskins. Uh, on top of Jody Fleisch's chest. That was a brutal spot, that oh. was. I, I remember hearing the reaction, like, the I was like, holy shit, I gotta rewind that and watch it again, because mm-hmm. it was mental. Um, then Travis Banks catches fire, he goes into it, just a wild, I just wrote down wild clusterfuck at this point, because it just got out of hand. It, it, it did turn into a bit of on there, but you kind of have to expect that now, with, like, six-man matches, like, everyone's there's a lot of people trying to do their thing, and it just sort of turns into a bit of a cluster at some point. <laughs> yeah, it got out of control. Um, but then finally, Ridgeway starts to to take the momentum. He uh, he he tangles up Edia, uh, makes him tap, and Chris Ridgeway wins the six man brawl um, and a huge victory for Chris Ridgeway. He's a guy I've been talking about for the past two months. Um, whenever we do fantasy drafts or who to look out for, Ridgeway is dynamite, man. Um, so he got a huge win for 2019 to, to start the new year with 2019. Uh, what did you think about all this craziness, man? Did you have fun with that? I had a great time with this, man. I thought it was great. There were some great spots. Uh, one, the one that stood for me was Trevay getting his back kicked in by Banks, Haskins, and Ridgeway. <laughs> yeah. And you could just see the color of it turn, like this horrible bright red where it's been <laughs> kicked so hard he stands up <laughs> screams do you know how much his fucking back is worth stop <laughs> kicking me and all three of them super kick him <laughs> oh i love spike gervais so much man he is he's great he's a riot um anything else you want to add to that match before we go on um like i said it was just a fantastic match mm-hmm. again you can't go wrong with a six way lots of guys all of them super talented um it was great to see Jody Fudge, someone who I hadn't really been, I wasn't that well um, aware of, but seeing yeah. him here was great. Uh, Shigeru Erie, I think, had a great showing as well. And then you got guys like Ridgeway, who, who we, uh, Ridgeway, Trevay, Banks and Haskins, who we all know can go in these types of matches. And like I said, it was a great win for Ridgeway, especially, you know, he's come off his win with Paul Robinson. He's got this, so he's got some great things going uh, forward in 2019. 
really good stuff. Lots of big names. Very special to see Haskins in probably his last progress match, at least for now. Um, very special to see the fans. You guys, you were there and you got to hear uh, the um, uh, progress as Haskins or this is, you know. Uh, yeah. progress. That was really really cool moment to see him get that ovation that he deserved. Um, but also very happy to see him go to Ring of Honor where I think he's going to thrive. Um, Absolutely. So the next match, and we get another huge pop. Um, it came through the speakers like crazy. Uh, we got to see Jenny defend her title, uh, the Women's Progress Championship, against Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace, 22, 23-year-old, something like that. She's very young. She's uh, like a, a much better Michael Elkin, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> um, she got a huge ovation. Uh, Jenny comes out. This is her seventh defense. Um, they're talking about it on commentary. I'm, uh, Jenny's run has been extraordinary. I, I love the House of Couture, how it split, how it broke up, and her title run has just been fantastic to this point. Um, I don't know about you. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, like you said, it's been a really interesting story to tell. Um, like I said, the House of Couture story has been really interesting, especially coming out of... Um, Hello Wembley as well, sort of seeing a little fracturing mm-hmm. coming in. Um, and sort of Laura De Mateo, who was at ringside with Ginny, sort of yes. her realignment with the with uh, the House of Kutcher. Um So yeah, no, it's been a really interesting title uh, run for Ginny. But with this match, it all sort of came crashing down for her. Yeah. Um, and it was, again... I can't fault this match. It was inc- it was a really really good match. It was a very strong match. Um, it, it's very nice to see a Texas girl over in progress <laughs> kicking some behind. Um, but I'm also kind of kind of saddened because Jenny lost the title. Jenny's really one of my favorites since I started watching Progress. Seeing her progress, pun intended, from <laughs> from being just like a. You know, very skinny, very thin, very posh, just character. And she's really developed into having this this really mean streak. Her her fashion sense has gotten even better. She's become even more vicious, a la Jimmy Havoc, her, her mentor. Um, and this new attitude that she's had over the past year has just been so fun to watch, seeing her come from really a blank slate. And then she's just become her own character at this point, and it's... I'm Jenny's one of my favorite wrestlers. So cool. Absolutely, yeah. Um, that progression, like you said, it's seen is such a, it's such a great thing to see. Um, just with any wrestler, like mm-hmm. seeing them start from a certain position and you know get into this point where she's on her seventh title defense. You know, it's wow. it's such a great thing to watch. Tony Storm, couple of matches with Tony, it's just. Mm. Some really good stuff. So, anyways, um, this match is is a really strong match. Uh, we see a couple of short. Like, very quick, sudden Michinoku drivers by Grace. We saw an acid rainmaker, but only got a two count by Jenny. Jenny is looking stunned at this point uh, later during the match. Uh, Jenny showing her fighting spirit, though, by by showing why she's the champion, by kicking out of a Vader bomb. Uh, the fans are fully behind Grace at this point. Um, there's a moment when Grace goes for the suplex. It's transitioned by Jenny into a uh, driving DDT and then another acid rainmaker and still only got a two. That's when I saw the 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 end coming near. Uh, Jenny's given everything at this point, um, but Grace 
finally, at the very end, gets a very convincing pinfall and a win. Jenny is left bloodied in her face. And Jordan Grace is the new women's champion of progress wrestling. Um, really excited to see where her journey is going to take her. Um, and since we've recorded, I think she's actually defended the belts over here on American soil um, in another organization. So she's already off to a winning start. It's really fun. Yeah, and uh, like you said, it was a solid match. Um, th- towards the sort of finish of the match, mm-hmm. you, like you said, you sort of see the way it was going. But in my head, it's like, oh, will they? Will they do it? Will they do it? And then when they do it, it was a lovely surprise to have uh, Jordan Grace pick up the victory. Um, I think she's going to be absolutely fantastic with that title. Like I said, she's already got one defense under her belt. We've got another chapter show coming up in a few weeks' time, so maybe mm-hmm. we'll see another defense on there. Who knows? But yeah, no, absolutely fantastic. Uh, happy to have Jordan Grace as our new Progress Women's champion. Yeah, great representation um, for her. For progress um so next match we get is chris brooks part of cck comes out um and then we get the do not resuscitate crew which has been mixed emotions i'm not really sure how people really feel but um i got the wonderful opportunity to speak to tk cooper recently um which will be public on saturday that release it's available on the patreon now so if you're listening on the patreon Check out the TK Cooper interview. Um, I asked him about um, his his buddy Chuck Mambo being in Do Not Resuscitate. So Do Not Resuscitate is a group. It's not a faction. It's not a stable, as Spike Chauvet has told us. Um, it is a group of guys who are just not getting the cut. They're not getting the rub. So they're forming a, a group. And Drew Parker, the, the absolute madman that Drew Parker is, is in this group with Spike Trevay. The present William Ever, his new incarnation of Ever, um, and of course Chuck Mambo. So today we get this match: uh, Chris Brooks versus Drew Parker. Drew Parker is a deathmatch kind of guy, and that's exactly what we got in this match. And Jim says, "Why don't you have one of your little deathmatch crazy matches?" So that's what we get. Um, Archie, I don't know how. Do, do, how do you feel about deathmatches? I'm not the biggest fan. It's a little uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> watching this, um, I I don't mind them as much as I used to. I used to be very much against them, but uh, I started watching some more. I think the one that sort of properly sort of turned me on to death matches was the Osprey versus Havoc oh, death match in the recent progress show. That was brutal. Um, that was a great bit of storytelling, actually. That was it was that yeah, it was tremendous, really interesting. Um, I will say this: death matches are harder to watch when you're in person than you are when you watch them through a screen. Watching something, it, I literally felt my stomach go, or like I just I couldn't. Some of the spots in this match were brutal to watch live. Yeah, so some of those spots included, uh, <laughs> first of all, we saw a sunset flip that was countered by Brooks. Um, he stuffs Drew Parker's head over the apron um, <laughs> and, and then staples the apron to Drew Parker's head. Um, that was disturbing. Uh, <laughs> Brooks uh, staples, okay, so we get some, and then Brooks has Drew Parker in a lock and he slips into his knee pad and Chris Brooks has some sandpaper. So of course you would have some sandpaper in a death match. He starts uh, with a paper cut to start it out. And then he starts rubbing the sandpaper all over Drew Parker's face. Nasty. That was Uh, a hard bit to watch. 
That was sickening, dude. It was, and then as well, he has him in that um, was I think it was a camel clutch type hold. Yeah, yeah, and he has he has the hammer, and he's wrenching oh. Drew Parker's teeth. Yeah, no, I don't like thinking about. I am a grown man, thirty three years old, and I looked away from the screen. That's how brutal this was. I looked away; it was disturbing. We, um, you could you couldn't really see from where we were looking what um what he was doing. We just know he sort of had. <sighs> And then watching it back recently, I thought, "Oh, oh god, that that's even that's even worse." Oh god, I'm like closing my eyes just listening to you talk about it. That's <laughs> disgusting. Um, so then we get a table spot, and of course, if you've seen progress in in the past, you know that their tables are a little slippery, uh, a little strong British wood, but they're also slippery. So uh, we get DVD, uh, Death Valley Driver on to by Drew Parker onto Chris Brooks onto a table. The table kind of the legs break on the table, but it doesn't break the table. So of course, a la Shane McMahon and Kurt Angle, uh, they do it again to make sure it breaks. <laughs> Not that we really <laughs> needed it, but um, Drew Parker does the Death Valley Driver into the table on the outside, crashes through the table. Disturbing, of course. Um, this this was just a crazy crazy no DQ match. Lots of spots, very spot heavy, disturbing to watch at times. But that's the fun in it. I think um, there was a couple. There was a brainbuster. Chris Brooks is looking for more hardware. Um, we get a close up on the replay of the ref trying to pull the staple out of Brooks. That was that was brutal watching that. Yeah, <sighs> and I think it's worse to watch it on TV that way. Because yeah, you, you get the close-up of the ref trying to pluck out a staple. Um, and he doesn't get it the first try. Like, he he, oh, he has to go back a few minutes later. And it's nasty. Um, it is. We get a... Uh, a I, Archie, I don't know how to call this chair contraption. That I, I called it chairpocalypse. I don't know if that's... Yeah, appropriate. it's kind of like... It's just a like an origami kind of yeah that's that's how i describe it yeah like an origami of chairs the stacks <laughs> on another only there to just create pain so we get uh, a couple slams on that uh, parker does a double stomp onto brooks on this chair apocalypse uh and still just a two count of course we haven't seen the worst yet um we see a really cool spot where a chair is thrown by Brooks onto Drew as Drew's trying to springboard back into the ring. <laughs> that was yeah. a great visual. Um, they go back outside. Another table's out there, and we see – and you might know this better. I don't know what Brooks's move is, but it's basically the razor's edge. Um, yeah. It, it was a uh, crucifix. Yeah, crucifix. A crucifix yeah, that's, that's it. it. Yeah, that through the table. And he chucks – Cruz Brooks uh, chucks Drew Parker – razor's edge style through a table and it was dirty it was oh god hearing that hearing that table snap was a very satisfying sound i will say that just hearing that crunch did it like echo throughout the ballroom it did yeah it made such a loud noise this for it it sounds weird but just for a table breaking it made such a loud noise and the reaction after that was again it was great we finally got our table spot to break (laughs) Yeah, if you uh, watch back Wembley, which was like the big event of 2018, you'll see a TLC match where tables weren't very cooperative. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> go back and watch that. That'll yeah. be fun. Um, so let's see. What else happened? Uh, Butterfly Driver uh, on the ropes. Ever, and, then, and there, here comes the group. 
Ever comes out. He becomes present. Um, he disrupts the count. Do not resuscitate our helping Drew. Um, still just a two count. And then we get the stocking. Um, a stocking is found under the ring. And as you do at any pro wrestling match, you have a stocking full of Christmas bulbs, Christmas ornaments under the ring. And I wrote down on my notes, this made me ill. Um, uh, what happened, man? To, you take it over, because I think I'm going to puke. <laughs> yeah, so it was a... Like I said, there's a stocking. In there was baubles. And we couldn't tell us at the time, but there was also thumbtacks in there as well. Oh, Jesus. And yeah, um, thumbtacks, it's just not a fun time. Like, that's all I'll say. Uh, I believe... Um, Drew heads to the top rope on this. He tries to hit something, but uh, Brooks manages to get out of the way. Goes to hit a... Oh, I'm trying to remember what move it was now. There was a lot of, of Wilfred looking away. It was really yeah. disturbing. I'm going to be honest. It was... Yeah, Brooks tries to oh. hit a move on Parker, but uh, Mambo comes in to make the save. Um, it was a... What was it? It was a Lotus Bomb, I think it was? Or Mantis Bomb, I think. Um, I don't know. Uh, this, it, this, it was this some variation. Was, this was extra. This was extra, as the kids say. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, hits hits that on uh, Mambo, but it gives Parker enough time to grab his spike. Hits him with that. Uh, uh, it's a package. Um, package power driver, I think it was. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, and then, yeah, that's it. That's the match over. Uh, yeah, Drew, Drew wins. It was dirty. Um, but more importantly, towards the end of the match, after the match, we got the return of Chris Brooks's tag team partner, the ever-so-often-injured Kid Lycos returns to help out his brethren. Uh, CCK is back. They're healthy. Uh, well, with glass balls sticking out of their back. <laughs> um, but they're back. Lycos returns. So CCK, hopefully we will see them in some sick fucking tag moves and in the tag competition for the titles. Uh, so Absolutely. excited. Yeah, they've been I believe they've been announced uh, for the next chapter yeah. to face, uh, well, to challenge for the tag team championships. So that will be a great match to watch. Yeah, very exciting. Um, then we got uh, the break in the action intermission. Uh, obviously, had to take some time to clean up. It was uh, f the ring was a madhouse. Uh, we came back and we got the American ref and the British ref doing a flex off, which was lots of fun. Um, uh, the the British ref won, of course, because he ripped his shirt off. Uh, just a funny side note. That was very funny to see the refs having some fun. And then. Really, the the big spoiler of the night, the big return was we had the tag champions, Aussie Open, Kyle Fletcher, and Mark Davis, one of Archie's favorite tag teams, of course. Absolutely. I've seen them a few times this year now. Every show I've been to, they have been on that show, the same show as well. So I'm, I just, yeah, absolutely love them. They're my, one of my favorite guys in the whole of the Brit Rest scene. Oh, they're so good, man. They are. The dynamics between those two. Um, but we got a different dynamic in their opponents, and this was a title match, which makes unboxing so fun because you don't know who's going to be there or what's happening. And we got, for the first time since Chapter 13, the Swords of Essex 
Paul Robinson has been on fire the past couple months. Um, he's 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 just killing it lately. Um, he's wanting to fight the fans. He's want to fight everybody, and he brings his buddy Will Osprey back. They are in matching attire. The crowd goes apeshit. Uh, what was your response when you see when you see Osprey, and not just Osprey, but tagging with Robo? Oh man, like uh, when Robo's music first hit, I was a little bit confused. I was trying, I was trying to think, oh, okay, well, who's he going to tag with? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. who who is there really he can tag with the roster? And then you hear Osprey's music here, yeah, and at first, like. The people, the people around us, like we, we couldn't process it. We were like, no, it's not, it's not Osprey. It's like, oh my god, it's Osprey. Osprey was there in the ballroom, and like you said, the whole place erupted. It was such a, um, it was such a great thing to see. Uh, Julian, Aussie Open, Swords of Essex chants absolutely filled the ballroom. It's some of the loudest stuff I've heard. Um, and m- man, what. What a moment, though. It was it was crazy reception to see Osprey back. It's not the first time he's surprised us at unboxing, but definitely with, and this took place on the 30th of December, so with, with him just days away from starting Wrestle Kingdom with Kota Ibushi, mm. I was shocked to see this on the spoilers uh, on the Twitter. I saw it happening. I said, holy crap. And we got mostly booze. Uh, when we saw him with Robin, Paul Robinson, we knew that this was going to be a different type of Osprey. Uh, there was massive, massive chants coming through um, for each team. It was crazy loud, man. Um, we hear from the commentary saying how it's been since Chapter 13 that we last saw them together, Paul Robinson and Will Ospreay. We get some Osprey versus Davis interaction, and then we get the really fun bit. Uh, Osprey versus like a younger version of himself and Kyle Fletcher, and mm. they're like one in the same. I mean, just different you know time frames. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Just one slightly older than the other. They can both they they've almost matched for ability. It's actually insane to watch them go at each other. Yeah, Kyle Fletcher is a name that you have to know by now. Um, mm. He's he's uh, no offense to Mark Davis, who I love, but Kyle Fletcher, man. There's no limit to what he can do. He is he's very much in the mold of Will Ospreay as as in he's very skinny. He's uh, well, he's bulked up quite a bit. When I first saw him, he kind of looked like the Mills and Mayhew kids, like he was yeah. skin and bones. Um, but Fletcher, he's bulked up. He's a heavyweight he's now. He's put some weight on now. Yeah, definitely. And and he's really progressing down that Osprey type of uh, you know uh, timeline. Route. Yeah, that route and. Uh, it's interesting. Kyle Fletcher is going to be a name, man. Um, New Japan and, and NXT are definitely going to want in the next year or so, I'm pretty sure. Mm, absolutely. Uh, so we got to see that really cool interaction. It was like Spider-Man versus Spider-Man um, <laughs> going at it. Uh, Robinson, at some point, I don't know how it happened, dude, but he, he got busted open horribly in the back of his head. Paul Robinson yeah. is like five foot two and bald. And he's like sprouting off like a little chicken, and uh, <laughs> you see him busted open. So there's no hair to like hide. Uh, there's n- there's no gimmicks. There's no attire. It's just blood all over, and mm. it was disgusting. What was the it reaction was... in the ballroom? Well, I 
I was just watching this match back recently, and I think I pinpointed actually when this when um he okay. got busted open. I think it was I don't know if you remember when Robbo has uh Davis in like a sleeper hole. He's on his back, mm-hmm. and Davis flings him off. I think that was when it happened. I think his head smashed into the canvas quite hard, um, causing him to the back of his head to be busted open. Oh I think it was around then. But from where sort of we were, when Robbo was uh, on the outside, you could see the back of his head and it started off like a small trickle. We thought, okay, he's been hit. And then as time progressed, that went from, oh, it's only a little bit to, holy shit, he's losing oh. a lot of blood. It and he didn't was... really, he didn't really seem to know either, like, no, there was a couple how moments severe where he, it was. Yeah, there was a couple moments where he dropped down, um, the ring crew were assisting him, they were giving him water and ice packs and all that just to help him out a bit. But, yeah, he soldiered on regardless, like... This was just to him. This felt like a minor sort of inconvenience. The match still <laughs> yeah. carried on, and I put I put this up on Twitter recently. I was scared of him before. I'm even more terrified of him now. Um, he's oh, insane. Yeah. Watching watching him do that, all the stuff he does, like because he doesn't take it. It doesn't feel like he takes a step back in the match. He still no. yeah keeps going. He hits all the spots he needs to hit. He hits some really high spots as well. Um, yeah, no, it was. At times, it felt quite scary to watch, um, and I'm glad he's all okay. Yeah, I, I wrote um, terrifying match to watch because his blood was just gushing. Yet he didn't slow down at all. Um, Osprey, I wrote Osprey was just a total gobshite. Um, he was just yeah. a total dick. Um, Swords Vestix really take over the match. Very, very exciting stuff. Um, but my God, dude. Uh, Osprey uses the belt, the tag team belt, to to blast uh, Aussie Open, and Swords of Essex win the tag titles. Man, immediately that, that was insane. Yeah, huge shock. Um, like like we said, this happened just a few days before Wrestle Kingdom. Really surprised that they switched the titles, and especially to Paul Robinson and Will Osprey. Um, we saw Robinson immediately walk to the stage. And I said, holy shit, now he's starting to feel um, the ramifications. I think he's gotten dizzy. Um, the adrenaline's worn off, yeah. Yeah, Osprey grabbed both the belts, went over to check on him. You see Glenn Joseph walk away from the commentary and check on him. They walk back to the back, and wow, totally, totally shocking that that happened. Um, so we're obviously going to see Osprey come back, which is thrilling. To, yeah, to he's got... Like I said, he's got that and um, tag match for the progress, uh, tag team championships against CCK at the next chapter show. It's gonna be, it's gonna be crazy. Ooh, it's gonna be great. Um, yeah, this title chain, I was like, I was not expecting that. Like I said, with, with everything that's happened in Japan, the Osprey, like I just, it just didn't see it coming. My mm. jaw and the jaws of everyone around us was li- were literally on the floor. Like we just couldn't believe it. Like. It was such a. Sh- it's probably the biggest shock of the night for us. It was crazy. So we got the next match, which was <clears throat> uh, we got uh, Eddie Dennis uh, facing. We got the ring conf music. So you guys in the ballroom were freaking out because we all thought that Walter was coming out. Walter is the Progress Heavyweight Champion. 
And it mm. wasn't. It was an NXT UK star, formerly of Ringkampf, and that is now known as Marcel Bartel, formerly Axel Dieter, Dieter, Dieter Jr., um, comes out to a huge ovation. Um, what I found interesting is that Eddie is kind of like a face in a way, and I, and I think that people are just, you'll have a better grip of this since you're there, but it just mm. seems like people are really proud of Eddie for kind of getting away and, and from being just a trainer and actually fulfilling his dream and actually dealing with NXT UK. And I, I'm proud. I'm happy for him, but uh, I still want to boo him. So I think there's like a, a mixed reception. So I don't know if that's the, the truth, but. No, it definitely felt like that. Um, during his entrance, definitely felt like you had these pockets of people chanting Freddie Dennis. A lot of they had a lot of booze as well. Um, but I think those were definitely drowned out when uh, the ring camp music hit because we all thought, <laughs> oh, because um, at Hello Wembley he won that TLC match against yeah, right uh, Eddie Mark- Dennis. Uh, pretty much is in line for for a title match. Exactly, yeah. So we thought, oh my god, this is it. This is happening. Um, but no, um, Marcel Bartel making his return to progress um, for the first time since chapter 40 or around wow. then, I believe. Holy they said god. on commentary. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. The place went insane as soon as he walked through the curtain. It was great to see him back in uh, the electric ballroom. Um yeah, no, it's such, it was such a huge reaction. I was probably the biggest pop of the night. Yeah, really? I would say so, yeah. I mean, um, when you hear that ring conf music, man, it's just like, you know it's going to be a big time, big time of thing. And, and Oh, yeah. I'm sure people were probably a little confused, like, oh, wow, not Walter. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure it kind of threw you off guard. Um, a little, yeah. But I didn't have much to write on this match. It was a very good match. Um, All I could say is that if NXT UK is going to still have a little bit of cross-promotional action with progress, then I I really hope that that's the case. I, I feel like, and I don't know this to be true, but it feels like Dunn and, and, and Tyler and some of the guys are on a different level where they're going to be very exclusive. And I think that some people like Eddie Dennis, I'm hoping, um, and even we see Axel or Bartel, I hope that they get to still move around a little bit. You know, with permission from from WWE, they can still do some progress stuff. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, absolutely. I think Dennis is definitely going to be one of those guys. I definitely think he's got big things in store for him for 2019. Um It'll be interesting to see where he moves forward um, the next couple of shows. Do you have anything else to add to about about the match itself? Um, honestly, um, I was looking forward to the main event, so I kind of didn't really. <laughs> I just kind of breezed past this one quickly. No, no, it, it was a it was a solid match. Yeah. Um, I definitely think this is a sign. Like I said, a sign of things come for Eddie Dennis. I definitely think we'll be getting uh, him versus Walter. Maybe at the next chapter show, maybe at some point in the future. I definitely think it's a title shot or possibly even a title run in there for Eddie Dennis. Um, and I'm not just saying that just because he's from Swansea. Um, <laughs> and actually, fun fact as well. Um, you, you can't really hear it while on the audio. But when Jim announced it was 
um, from Swansea, I popped really loudly on my own. So I, I solo popped like a total jackass. <laughs> so everyone around was like, wait, what, what? I was like, I got a uni there. Like, oh, let, let, let me live, right? But yeah, no, it, our, it was... Yeah, um, Archie goes to goes to school, goes to university in Swansea. So um, he was the the solo pop there. That's pretty funny. Yeah, but, but yeah, no, it it was um it was a solid match. Um, it was great to see uh, the formerly known Axel Dieter Junior back in the progress ring. It was a, it felt like a nice win that sets Eddie Dennis up for a future encounter with Walter. Well, um. Speaking of chapter 83, which is appropriately called Remove Child Before Ironing, uh, <laughs> fantastic, fantastic name uh, and lovely graphics. Um, as Archie mentioned earlier, we do have it confirmed that Swords of Essex, Osprey, and Robinson will defend their titles against CCK at chapter 83. Um, we also got this announcement two days ago of Chris Ridgway taking on Eri um, one-on-one. So that's going to be a very hard-hitting match. Mm. Very, very excited for that. Um, and maybe by the time they have their match on the 20th, I can sort out how to say his name. So anyways. I, I believe as well there's also announced for that show we have um, Timothy Thatcher is going to be taking on Ilya Dragunov. Oh, is that set? Well. Okay. Oh, I missed. I that. believe that was set as well. Yeah. Oh man, I need more Thatcher in my life, dude. Uh, yeah, that, that I after that was announced, that was the one that made me say, "Okay, I'm getting tickets for this event." <laughs> Sweet man, you have to let us know how it went. Um, so we got we got a huge main event match. We had no idea who was going to be in the main event until it happened, and we got the big strong boy Tyler Bate in the main event. He's matching the ring gear that his uh, brethren uh, Trent Seven's wearing. Uh, and then we get his opponent. Naturally, it had to be Peter Dunn. Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate in what could be, possibly, uh, their final progress match together. And I told you about two months ago. <laughs> I think it was two months ago. Um, yeah. That, that I got a little scoop from a buddy of mine. And I said, hey, bud. Please don't miss the show, because yeah, um, and and it turned out to be true. It seems that uh, it's, it looks like the last match. So we get these two. It's a very slow start. Um, I kind of jumped the gun a little bit. I was kind of like, okay, it's gonna be very, you know, greatest hits and all that. So, but we didn't just get that. We got the gift that you might have seen online, um, where Peter Dunn has in a he's got the hands locked up with Bates. He is on top of him full mount position. He's looking for a pinfall. Tyler Bates is powering his arms up to avoid the count of 3. Uh he's lifting his knees up. He's he's trying to get that leverage to uh you know fight back. Um and then it comes to a point where uh, I think there was just people just shitting themselves all over the place because Tyler Bates with the strength of his neck alone, is somehow able to not only lift himself up, but he lifts Peter Dunn up with his neck alone. And it's so hard to describe because it's just not human. And 
I just I, I was speechless when I saw that spot. Um, that was the word I was going to use to describe it. It's uh, it's, it's superhuman. It's absolute because going from that bridge position to basically pulling himself and Pete Dunne up on up to their feet. How is that humanly possible? It's it's why he, he, he Tyler Bate has the nickname Big Strong Boy for a reason. <laughs> yeah. And if you're not convinced, watch this match, watch this spot, and you'll be absolutely enamored with it. It's fantastic. It's so hard to describe because it's something you've never seen before. And yeah, yeah, it's impossible to put into words when it's just something you have to to see. It, it was it was shocking. Um, mm-hmm. so crazy inhuman strength happens uh, they're still smiling they're having fun with this I think they both know that this is their last chance to get their performance inside of a progress you know canvas ring um, at the ballroom and uh, we get a couple slaps from Peter trying to get everything fired up uh, but as far as like evolution like of, of mankind Tyler Bate is just miles ahead of all of us dude like yeah the things that he can he can do like it's it's just not human he's just weird it's it's really odd that um he can do so anyways um they go outside a little bit peter hits a forearm on tyler and i wrote down here he said he forearmed him into second row or into wales one of the two (laughs) it was huge tyler went flying uh, Pete starts to get the aggression up a little bit, starts to become a bit of a brawl. They get very punchy-punchy, uh, very back-and-forth stuff. At this point, I'm like, okay, starting to build a little bit. Um, they're starting to show all their greatest hits. Um, then we get to a spot where we're outside on the floor, the hard, hard floor. And we get a Tyler driver that's countered. And Pete Dunn starts doing some headbutts. Um, then uh, they're out on the row. Tyler's knocked into the second row again. Peter goes with the tombstone on the floor. And there was like this sickening thud. It was... That, that was a hard bit to watch, that bit. That was just... That thud was sickening, dude. Um mm. He goes inside the ring, hits him with another bitter end tombstone. A two count only... And then things are just ramped up, man. It just got out of control at this point. Uh, Peter is is showing his his real wit and his might, and why he's a you know two year long champion at this point. He's beating him down, punches, kicks, big flurry by Tyler as he comes back. The boos are starting to come in for Peter later in the match, and then Tyler, in my favorite spot of this match, hits Peter Dunn. With a 360 spinning tombstone. Yeah. It was... It was crazy. I don't know how to... Absolutely. Uh, spinning like a full 360 tombstone. Um, and of course, he he got... Then he got a Tyler driver, like a variable kind of varied Tyler driver. Uh, Tyler goes for a spiral, spiral tap. And of course, he only gets two. I mean, he's hit everything. Tyler gets his uh, Pete Dunn's gum shield and he throws it into the crowd. And that's when, you know, they're really going to kind of take it to a new level. He's trying to prove himself at this point, Tyler Bates. Um, And then I just wrote, you know, Dunn eventually takes the pinfall with with uh, with the um, what's it called? Lost my train of thought with the 
what am I thinking? Um, I'm trying to remember. Like, like the Undertaker, uh, I lost my train of thought. But he he makes he he went. D- Peter Dunn wins. Um, Tyler Bate is like lifeless at this point. I just put Dunn wins via death because he just like he was limp. Uh, yeah, I Dunn had um, Bate in a submission hold. I believe it was. He was prying at the fingers. He was wrenching the arm. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that was the finish of the match. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, you know, Tyler had nothing left. He was limp. He was yeah. he was done. Um, they're sprawled out on the floor, um, standing ovation. Everybody's on their feet. Um, it was just a thrilling, entertaining match. Um, Hell's Gate, kind of like a Hell's Gate move. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Pete, you know, makes him tap out, just die. Um, <laughs> and then we get everybody on their feet. Jim. Of course, the hype man, the announcer, the owner says, uh, guys, show your appreciation and say goodbye for now, which is a very telling sign. Uh, I was worried that we weren't going to see Trent. Uh, Trent did come out in his jeans, and uh, everybody is applauding British Strong Style. And what a year it's been, man. 2018 for British wrestling. It's insane. Um, and probably you got to see the last independent show for uh, between Dunn and, and Bate. Yeah, it was during this uh, that stand innovation where it probably hit me that her like these guys, um, like Jim said, what they've done for British wrestling as a whole, not just progress, but for British wrestling as a whole on the world stage, is insane. And we just saw their last match in progress. It's an absolute clinic of a match to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you sort of said, it did feel a bit. Um, a little bit slow to start. I don't yeah, know whether that was yeah, just because sweet. thinking back, um, I was I might have been the, I was quite exhausted from everything I saw before. It was a wild um, wild night, yeah. There was also a little bit of distraction as well. There was some guy who clearly had a bit too much to drink in the front row, so people were a little bit distracted with that. Um, but it slowly started to build up. You had some uh, great ground-based sort of grappling, some of that old world of sport kind of style uh-huh. offense. You had some brutal, um, just almost things that sent into almost like a fight once Dunn started kicking off. And yeah, standard ovation for these guys. Absolute fantastic match. What a way to end 2018. But also a great way to look forward into 2019 as well. Yeah, I'm really excited for guys like Chris Ridgway. Trent Seven's still the Atlas champion. Um, you've got Eddie Dennis looking to still be part of the action. Um, uh, Drew Parker, the Do Not Resuscitate guys, Spike Trevay. Um, just so many solid names. And it's, it's a really exciting time. There's a lot of fantastic companies in the UK right now. Um, so I know a lot of the focus is always going to be on New Japan or WWE or AEW now. Um, but really guys, all these guys don't just sign up to WWE and are ready-made stars. A lot of these guys are getting started elsewhere and progress is one of those places that you have to keep an eye on. Um, so I'm really thrilled. I'm going to be doing more of these reviews as the chapters come out. The next one is, I think, on the 20th is when they'll tape, be out a few days after that. Uh, I'm sure we're going to get some more crazy matches lined up. And uh, are you going to be heading to that or are you going to be back at school? 
I will be. Yeah, I've got a couple of weeks off. I'm headed oh, home on the 18th, and I've got my ticket booked already for the 20th show. So I'll be heading back to the electric ballroom for that. And yeah, it's going to be an absolutely fantastic show again. Great That's... way to start 2019. Yeah, man. Well, dude, good luck with. Uh, I saw you raising some money for Mind Charity. Um, very, very happy for you doing that, my man. Um, Thanks, man. Very good at school. Thank you for for keeping up and being a fan of the show and being part of the show. Uh, no worries, man. Thanks lots for of love, me. man. Yeah. And if you like these kind of shows, we're gonna do these more often. We have the role player show with Luke. Um, we have interviews coming up. I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be talking with a lots of different wrestlers over this year. It's gonna be crazy. Some big names. Some names you know. Some you don't know yet. Um, so please um, let your friends know about the Patreon, patreon.com slash Wilford Watches. Uh, retweet and share the stuff that you're digging because um, the more, the merrier. I want to be inundated with like sticker requests and, and send stuff out. So please uh, cause me a headache. I want to send you merch. Uh, so yeah, find out uh, what we have in, sto- in, in store um, by following me on Twitter at Wilford Watches, and if you can please give a follow to Archie, uh, he'll probably have some more pictures up from that show, and you can see the show, uh, pictures he took at the show we just talked about, um, and he is at Archibald underscore C, uh, and please give him a follow, and we will see you next time uh, for the next Wilford Watches progress. <laughs>